Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone. This is the Life Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jan Jaffe, and I'm your host. Today, we're discussing how to be your very best at all you undertake in life and how to overcome major devastating life changes with grace, confidence, passion, hope, and mastery. I'm delighted to be joined by my brilliant team, Sharissa Sebastian and guest host, Pamela Miller. Today's show is entitled, How to Train to Be Your Own Superhero. Welcome to Think Tank. With the Summer Olympics having recently ended, those of us who watched have witnessed the result of absolute dedication, mastery, excellence, bravery, and the striking achievement of human potential. How can we, as individuals, achieve this peak performance in our own lives, no matter what we undertake or what curveballs life hands us? In our conversation today, we're discussing how to win the gold in every path of life with our heart, passion, and dreams intact. Sharissa Sebastian, please tell our listening audience a little about yourself. Thanks, Jan. It's always so good to be here. Um, I'm Sharissa Sebastian, and I am a career success coach for women, focusing in the area of career transition and advancement, as well as life balance. I'm also a speaker, soon-to-be author, a writer for the Huffington Post, and the co-owner of Stop, Smile, Breathe Women's Retreats. And if you'd like to find out more about the work that I do, you can go to my website at sharissasebastian.com. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Sharissa. And now, Pamela Miller, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jan. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Um, I'm really passionate in my quest to help women at all levels of leadership. My coaching uh, is around executive leadership development and leadership development for women at all levels of, of, of leadership. I um, draw on my experience as a senior executive in retail and property management uh, to help clients find renewed passion in their work and develop dynamic professional relationships, and achieve balance in their personal and professional lives. Um, you can contact me at um, Pamela Miller at leadtosuccess.com or Pamela at cultureship.com where we are developing specific uh, retreats for women uh, to gain access to each other and develop relationships amongst women to be our better selves. Thank you, Pam. I'm delighted to have you with us today. So, you know, anyone who watched this summer's Olympic Games experienced the miracle of potential in action. After years of, and lifetimes of training, practice, dedication, sacrifice, laser focus, focus tears, um, passion, pain, failure, and perseverance, these elite athletes focused all of their energy on demonstrating peak performance during the Olympics. And performance is not limited to athletics. Everything in life is performance. Selling real estate, dating successfully, interviewing for a job, cooking a great meal, taking an exam, it's all about performance. Performance is about how we show up. So what exactly is peak performance. Sharissa, uh, what do you have to say about that? 
was looking at, you know, different views of this, because I think it's such a, it, it's definitely open uh, for interpretation as far as what each of us define as our own peak performance. But there was one definition that I found online that really, you know, kind of I connected with, and this is what it was. It says that peak performance is that zone of optimal functioning and flow, and it refers to a moment when an individual puts it all together when they are in the zone, when everything flows, and when they achieve an exceptional performance. And the key, that, the key word that stuck out to me in that is just that idea of being in the zone and the flow. Because I'm, you know, I'm all about getting into that state where you feel like you're in the flow versus constantly pushing, um, pushing so hard to achieve something or to get somewhere. But again, it goes back to even though that, that is kind of a general idea of what peak performance is, it's all a matter of how do we define that for ourselves. Mm, that's a great definition. Um, and I know I'm nitpicking here, Sharissa, but what um, what would – so in, in case our listener, listening audiences uh, do not really understand what being in the zone is, how would you define that? Oh, great question. Um, so a couple of things come to mind when I think, even just from my own personal experience about being in the zone. It's, it's in those times where, you know, you're performing at your – it always – one indicator or good indicator for me is when it feels like there's just no sense of even time. Like time can go by when you're doing something, when you feel so great and you, you feel like it, things are just kind of working together and coming together for you and you're doing that the, you know, the best you can. And it's almost like – um, you get into that space where you, where everything else just kind of goes away, and you're so focused and so intentional. But you're also getting that sense of a deep sense of joy out of doing whatever it is that you do that makes you feel like you're performing at your peak. So just a, a couple of different things that, for me, define what being in the zone is. And then also with regard to flow, um, similar kind of thing where it feels almost effortless to be able to do what you do in that space of being, you know, just being you. It comes from that deep place of just passion and drive and um, whatever that, whatever it is that you naturally bring to the table. Mm. Oh, wonderful um, de- definition and explanation. And it's what it, it's almost like when your mental and emotional focus is almost like laser focused on on yes. that present moment. Right, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Your, you know, and your your passion and everything is completely laser focused in the here and the now. Um, yeah, you know, I neglected to invite our listeners to call in. We love uh, hearing from you. We love your comments and your questions. So please feel free to call us. The number here is six four six. Seven one six nine three nine seven. Again, that's six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. So, Pam Miller, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, your thoughts about peak performance? Well, I, I first, I just like I said, I think that Sharissa, you and, and, and Jan, both you both um, identified really the optimal. Um, uh, feeling of, of peak performance, and I just to add to that, I think that you know again, it's it's when we perform it at the um, our maximum of our ability, and it's it's that um, when we feel that level of confidence and effortlessness and total concentration um, on the task. That's when we're at that at that peak of our performance. But I think that I I'd also like to interject that maybe that it's that it occurs when the level of challenge is perfectly matched to our skill level. And Mm. so then that leads us to consistently challenging ourselves but not over-challenging ourselves. So peak performance happens when we are matched with the skill, but we are encouraging ourselves to go a little bit further. And I think you saw a lot of that during the Olympics, as you talked about earlier, um, Jan, and when we when you're watching the athletes perform, you know they do their their routines consistently over a period of time to try to really get it down. But when they're at the Olympics, they try to they they're at that place where they are going that extra step above and challenging themselves to really go a little bit further than maybe they've gone in their practice sessions, and it's. Um, they do it without thinking. 
a lot of times I think you talk to athletes after they've had an exceptional performance, and they might even say, if you ask them, what were you thinking, what were you doing during that time? And they might even say, I wasn't thinking. It was effortless. There was no thought involved. It was. It just happened. Wow, right. And that's, you know, that's true because I did watch some of those those interviews. And it was, I mean, it was that, well, we'll talk about this in, in the next, in our next uh, section, but it's about how to create it, um, mm-hmm. how to create uh, perf- peak performance. And, you know, now that we understand what peak performance is, let's do move forward to what, Uh, goes into creating the personal power to reach and perform at this level. So what are some ways, practices, and mindsets that can help anyone reach their potential in life, their profession, and anything they strive to undertake? What goes into creating peak performance? Pam Miller, let's let's start with you. Okay. Well, I think the the the, the biggest challenge um, in staying in that flow or at that peak is um, is mindset. I think the mindset, your mindset, plays a, a a huge part in that performance. So you have to learn to shut down the inner critic and awaken your inner mentor, is what I like to call it. So mm-hmm. you know, we all have both. We all have those voices that say, "Not yet." You're not quite prepared. You haven't learned enough. You you haven't gone far. You know you're not quite ready for it. But to be, we also have within us that what I like to call our inter, inner mentor, that part of us that says we can do this. You have the ability. You might not have done it before, but you are capable of even more. So if you can shift your mindset and your thoughts away from the inner critic and go to that inner mentor and 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 so it's who you listen to that can make all the difference in the world. Mm. Oh, that's very interesting. So basically um, getting rid of that why I can't kind of thing and, and thinking almost forward to I can. And, again, you're talk, it sounds like you're talking about focus on what you want to do and not what could go wrong. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's it's a practice too. It's not something that just that that we just that we that just happens. And I will every successful business person I've spoken to, every successful athlete um or artist that I've spoken to, they all no matter how successful they are, they all have that inner critic. And the difference is is they've learned to escort that inner critic out and welcome in the inner mentor, that inner support, your inner, your inner, um, what do I want to call, I guess, um, superhero, or somebody that, you know, the voice that you can listen to that leads you to the possibility and the opportunity that exists when you are performing at your peak. So kind of your inner coach, get rid of the inner critic and bring in the inner coach, the coach that says, okay, you can do this, you can do this, you know, sort of your inner cheerleader in a sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Sharissa, I'm curious to hear what you have to add to this, this, you know, this, these thoughts on what goes into creating peak performance. Yeah, and I think, first of all, Pamela is so right with the, you know, the mindset. You just nailed that, Pam. The way you, you, know, the way you articulated that was so good. Um, just in terms of shutting down that inner critic and focusing more on, the inner mentor, or like you said, Jan, the inner coach and, and cheerleader, because mindset is everything. I mean, this is so much um, that comes from really working and practicing, like you both men- mentioned, practicing that mindset and, you know, what are we telling ourselves and being aware and all of those kinds of things. So that's for sure. Um, and I think another part of that as well is just defining what that means to you. So figuring out what is it, because sometimes, you know, we – so I'll take a work for an, for an example. Um, when we, some, you know, some of us land in a particular job or career, and I know I did this, so it wasn't very, when I got into my career um, in technology, it wasn't very intentional. Uh, it was just something that I felt like, okay, so this is something I'm going to do. And then over the years, you get a lot of experience um, in something. But just because you have experience doesn't mean that you have a strong connection to, to that, to whatever it is that you want to do well at. 
and it doesn't mean that you're going to naturally get to that state of peak performance. So defining what that peak performance is to you and making sure that it's in line with your gifts, your talents, your strengths, and, and all of that, um, that's very personal to, to you and not necessarily just simply based on experience. So for example, not setting a goal just based on what you think you should do, but what comes from the inside and defining what that is and what that peak performance uh, means to you. And then in addition to that, it's also practicing not just the mindset piece, but practicing whatever it is that will help you get to that state of peak performance or help you feel like you're, you know, like you're in the zone like we talked about earlier. So really putting yourself out there. And then as a result, your confidence is going to start building as well. And there's also so many other things. I mean, I'll try to be as brief as I can, but there's so many other things that come to mind when it comes to creating this peak performance. But I think starting with that mindset, starting with getting really clear on what that means for you, practicing is so much at the core of all of this. But some of the practicing involves things like visualization. So, you know, we've heard many great athletes and even business people talk about visualize, you know, visualization and how powerful that is and how they see themselves in that moment, whether it's a top athlete or maybe it is a, you know, maybe it's a presentation you have to do at work or whatever it is, but visualizing yourself being absolutely at your peak and just doing really, really well. And that really anchors it into, um, into you know, who you are. And so it becomes easier for you to perform at that level when you already have the mental picture and you've rehearsed it so much um, in your mind. And then just embodying it as well, you know, your posture, whatever your peak perform means, you know, the peak performance means to you is really feeling it and embodying it. And that goes back to mindset as well. Like speaking to yourself uh, from that place of, yes, you are a peak performer, you know, and yes, you, you do have what it takes to do what you need to do. Um, and then sometimes that means acting as if, you know, even if you don't feel like you have the experience. Um, I think, Pam, you mentioned this this earlier, but just telling yourself, yes, you know, you've got this, you can do it. Um, and then the affirmations also come in. So saying things like, yes, I am confident, yes, I am a fantastic um, relationship builder, or whatever it is that you need, those puzzle pieces that come together to help you to, to be at your peak performance. Um, and also being in the moment is so important. Like we talked about being in the zone, but practicing like mindfulness, for example, like just knowing that when you have something in front of you, when you're doing something, to just be present and not think about you know, the, like the end result or how, how could this, like how is this going to play out down the road or whatever it is, but just being in the moment and focusing on doing the best that you can be in the moment. Um, and then part of that is also taking chances and going out of your comfort zone. Pam, you mentioned this as well. And, of course, building confidence um, as a result. And then something else as well that also ties into peak performance is also modeling and learning from the best, from other people who have, you know, who are maybe a couple of steps ahead of you. And uh, because, you know, success leaves clues, and that's one of my favorite things that I've heard Tony Robbins say. But um, if you really are very clear on what peak performance means to you, then look for people who are really, really great in that area and start to see how you can model and um, learn from them so that you can reach that state of peak performance for you and the way you define it for yourself personally. Um, and then also back to the mindset is what meaning are you giving failure or even success? Like if you are in that zone, if you're doing what you feel like you need to do, um, and say you do, you know, say something goes wrong or whatever it is, what, what is your mindset? What are you telling yourself to be able to help you, e you know, more easily get into that peak performance where you're not concerned about, you know, if I fail, it's going to be the end of the world or whatever it is. Um, and then, of course, celebrating your success. And this is something I know you've heard me say a million times, Dan. I said a lot on, <laughs> on our think tanks, but... Um, anchoring to your why, you know, like getting that reason behind why is it so important for you to even get to your peak performance? What does that mean to you? And what is that going to maybe help you do or achieve? So getting to that place of motivation to help you to keep practicing and keep moving forward. Um, so that sense of kind of your personal mission um, behind that. And then having people who also support you and believe in you and help you to get to that um, peak performance. And then just one, one other thing is to really be in integrity as well. And I spoke about this a little bit earlier. So be clear on where you're coming from in terms of your peak performance. What does that mean to you? Who are you um, in that time or in that space? And really you know, speaking and acting from that place of integrity and congruency as well. Because all of that, all of those things are going to help you to really get into that state of peak performance where it's more of a flow versus a huge effort. Wow. 
What great ideas, what great thoughts. Um, I, I love this, you know, such great tools here, too. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to repeat. You, you've stated everything so beautifully. And some notes that I had been making before you had gotten to to talking about, um, about well, basically being an integrity, I, I had made a note about authenticity. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that is so important, as you mentioned, in, in, in what we do in, in creating peak performance is feeling in that alignment with who you are, what, what you believe in, what your values are, as you mentioned, in being an integri- integrity and con- um, congruency. And also, you know, is this, are you doing something that you, when you're aligned with when it comes to your passion? And um, and one of the things that I know that uh, as an as an opera singer or anybody that's or as a classical ballet dancer or as an, a peak athlete, um, so much of it is about your you can't feel that things it w- it was easy or to, you're in flow unless you you create that that you work and work and work on the preparation in anything in when it comes to a great interview or some report or whatever it is that you're doing or even a great marriage um it ta- there's preparation there's work to be done always um you you know there's there's something you can either be looking just to the results or you could be looking to you know to becoming a master is is that is process it's work it's preparation and what goes into that so if if we are constantly working towards creating the best that we can be and the best that we can do in something and it's more than just mindset and mindset is extraordinarily important but it's also the preparation that we put in an athlete has to be working hours every day with a great coach and always pushing themselves to to do their very best and to to be completely focused and present in the moment and have their mental and emotional faculties under control and focused on what they're doing so that they can continue to work and work and work for years so that when they are in a performance mode, they are still doing everything that they have done. It's almost the same thing that they have done in in their work every day. And it's that that um, that commitment to excellence that that is an essential part or an essential ingredient in peak performance. There's also there's focus. There's awareness of what we're doing. So rather than judging, oh, judging in saying that it's this is bad. This is there's an uh, there's a kind of judging that where we look at what we've done and say, okay, now what what can I do better? How can I make this better? That's a different sort of judging than, oh, God, you know, than beating ourselves up over the head and saying, oh, I'm terrible or this, this or that. That is a kind of an indulgent, uh, an emotional indulgence that is not an ingredient of peak performance. But it is very important to have this awareness of what we're doing, what may be contributing to maybe what we're doing that we would like to improve. Sometimes it might be things out of our control. For example, I'll speak again as a singer. It could be that we, you know, physically, we're, we're physically exhausted. We didn't get enough sleep. So for, for a, a classical or an opera singer, that creates a situation in which our vocal cords are swollen so that our instrument is not going to be um, working at its peak that day. So what can we do to work with that, what we have at that point, with this instrument that is not quite right? Or the same thing can happen with environmental uh, situations. If, um, let's say, if you're an athlete and you're running outside, you're you're a runner, um, you're one of the athletes, for example, at the Olympics, let's say one, one of the days it was very windy or a storm came up or it was raining a little bit, that will affect 
how they perform. So they, they focus, rather than getting all lost in, oh, my God, oh, my God, and they're a victim of the circumstance, it's taking oh, somebody who is working at peak performance is thinking, how do I adjust with these environmental uh, influencers that are affecting me? And it can go on, you know, say that they're having a situation, for example, maybe they had a fight with their spouse or their partner. Um, that can be an emotional influencer. I remember a situation when I was singing in Germany. One of the singers, uh, the mezzo-soprano, her mother had just died that day, and she had a performance that night. And she, even though she had some tears, she was able to kind of put it aside for that moment, and she kept bringing herself back, kept pulling herself back to the moment and what she was doing. Very challenging, but that's what, that's what staying in you know, staying in the moment, absolute presence in the moment means that kind of focus. It's also the acceptance of the things that we cannot change at that moment that we're, that our performance is, is when we're actually in performance mode, even though we are working and showing up in mastery mode, if that makes any sense to everybody. So you're always staying in your process. Because if you're just thinking about, oh, my God, what are my results? This is the whole thing that counts. You end up losing your focus. You end up losing this habit that you have created over years and hours and hours of practice and focused practice and this peak performance practice so that when you get into your actual performance moments, that you have all of these tools and these habits of absolute presence in the moment, absolute focus, and constant adjusting with all of your excellence and your mastery to adjust to what is happening that may be slightly out of your control because it's always important to be able to adjust if it's necessary. For example, on the balance beam, if something is a little off, you see these people, these incredible gymnasts are able to, you, you'll see them, their toes gripping or whatever, to adjust to whatever, the, the, you know, the, the, um, the strong forces of gravity. So it's, this is what I see, and I wanted to add to all of the other wonderful points that both of you ladies have brought up to what goes into creating peak performance. So um, I don't know if either of you have anything else to add. I was just going to say, I think, I think that we've, I think that we've laid out so much that, and, and all of it is really great that it kind of comes down to the essence of, um, you know, um, being in the moment, um, continual learning, um, mm. always, you know, putting yourself out there for a little bit more, taking, taking on just a little bit more each time so that when you, you know, cause as we talk about peak performance, there's that that leads up to that moment that we want to be at peak performance. So it's not like you can just go out and you just start, you, you perform at your, your best or you get into the flow. There really are building blocks that lead you to that moment. And so continual learning and the visualization that Sharissa talked about, I think is so important and, and knowing and, you know, really visualizing your being there and developing a, a visualization practice. Um, will help you so that when you are in that moment of needing to be at peak performance, you know what it feels like. You visualize not only, you know, what it looks like, but what it feels like, what it sounds like of of being there at that. And I think that, um, and I think, Shrissa, you touched on this and what we like to sometimes call building a tribe, those people that support mm-hmm. us along the way that are there as we're going on, that when you do fall down or you don't make it quite there, that you have people that are there to build you back up again. And, yes, you know, your cheerleaders, your supporters that are letting you go. And I think also it's it's building that ability to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and so that when it's when when you're not quite there and it's uncomfortable, you you don't just I don't like this feeling. I need to get out of it. It's like no, this feeling. There's something there that that helps you, that moves you forward. That you're com- so you become comfortable in the in the uncomfortable and realize that that's the place where that what I think I talked about earlier, where you have the challenge that is matched to your skill level. So you're, you have this skill, but you're constantly being challenged to increase that skill level and, and move yourself forward. Absolutely. Really well said. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a success formula that one creates, and it includes everything that both of you said. Um, and one has to figure out what it is you know what their formula is for whatever it is that they want to achieve, whether it's reading books on relationships and marriage or learning everything they can about a particular position and industry that they that they're interviewing for, uh, whether it's writing an article, learning everything that you can about that particular topic so that you're you that you write the best article that you that you can so that you can create whatever it is that you want to create to the best of your ability at that time that's you know it 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 involves all of these things and um i i just i think that the two of you have just you know it it's just i i love what the both of you said it just it's a really good formula that can be applied to so many things you know, here on the Life Coach Radio Networks, we're proud to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet, offering customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products that include more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audiobook with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. Now, here are some audible books related to today's topic. Spartan Up, a take-no-prisoner's guide to overcoming obstacles and achieving peak performance in life, written by Joe DeSena and Jeff O'Connell. The Inner Game of Tennis, the classic guide to the mental side of peak performance, written by Timothy Galway. I'm Here to Win, a world champion's advice for peak performance, written by Chris McCormick and Tim Vandehey. And Radical Acceptance, Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha, written by Tara Brock, Ph.D. So don't forget to sign up for your one-month free trial to get a free audio book today at audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio, audible.com, making listening a tool for life. And now back to our show. So I just want to invite our listeners again, if you'd like to call in, we would love to hear from you. Any questions or comments that you have to say, we, again, we'd love to hear from you. The number here is 646-716-9300. Nine seven again. That's six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. So anyone who watched this summer's early Olympic trials may have witnessed the talented French gymnast who suffered a freak accident and endured a devastating leg injury that not only ended his chances of, of competing further in the Summer Olympics but also very possibly ended his athletic career and dreams for the future. Life, you know, life can change drastically in a moment, and someone can be in a car accident, a flood or storm can destroy a home and lifetime of memories, as we've seen so recently. Someone can receive a devastating diagnosis and, you know, and on and on. One can suddenly find themselves at the effect of circumstances they feel are beyond their control, yet some people seem to be more resilient than others. So what can we do to get ourselves back on track 
when life throws us a curveball in the form of major devastating life change so that we can move forward and continue to reach our potential. Sharissa? Yeah, that's a great question, Jan. It's it's so difficult, you know, sometimes to put ourselves in the shoes of people who go through such, like, catastrophic um, points in their life or, you know, challenges that they have to face and overcome. And I often think about, you know, what is the, the meaning? Like when you talked about the people who seem to be so resilient and who just seem to be able to pick themselves back up and just move forward in such an amazing way. And we admire those people so much. And I often think about what is their... What, what meaning, you know, do, are they giving life? Or what meaning do they give those, even those challenging times um, in their life? Because I think so much of the way they deal with it or handle the situation is their, their bigger reason, like, is their, you know, their mission, their purpose, their intention um, with life. Like, going back to what you were talking about with the, with the athletes at the Olympics, mm-hmm. if their whole focus is simply to perform at that one event, or even like in the in the corporate world, if your whole mission and focus is around your your job and everything revolves around that, it it can be absolutely completely devastating if something goes wrong in that space. Whereas if you have a bigger focus and a bigger mission, and it's more about performing, you know, at at your peak, no matter what the situation or the circumstance, and always maybe having a bigger mission to be able to do something greater than yourself, then it, it's often a little bit easier, you know, as, as tough as those situations are, it's often a little bit easier to pick yourself back up again and get yourself realigned and refocused on, okay, what is truly the end goal that is way bigger than my circumstances and then, you know, than my um, challenges. So, yeah, I think focus is, is a big, plays a big part in this. What are we focusing on and what meaning are we giving those challenges? Are we thinking about it in terms of if something goes wrong here, then my entire world is falling apart or falls apart? Or are we looking at it in terms of, okay, what do I learn from this experience? What is it that I can maybe – how can I use this experience to maybe help others? And what is my bigger purpose and mission so that I can still, you know, find that uh, whatever it is inside of me to be able to move forward versus feeling like this is the end of everything that I've worked for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't mean, for example, that, that one does not grieve um, yeah. what they've lost. I mean, so often, for example, with these athletes and other people that are in fields that that um, they put everything, I mean, that's how they identify themselves first so often. So when that's been taken away, uh, so often what happens is a person is left with, well, who am I? And what, you know, if I don't have this, what, you know, am I just taking up space on, on this planet? I mean, this is what can go through and often does go through the minds of people who have de- devoted their lives to to either their their sport or their art form or um, you know, even if if it's if it's say if it's an ex, uh, a corporate exec or a CEO who no longer has is maybe loses the job or you know something like that. Um, anybody who knows me, and uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, I had a very successful opera, an international opera and concert career, and then I had not just one but two devastating, very severe traumatic brain injuries, couldn't walk or talk, uh, couldn't walk for years. And I had to, I, my whole life definition, my whole self-identity was about being um, this, this artist, this opera singer, this concert singer. And without that, I mean, at first I had to remember, I had to learn how to brush my teeth again, but, I mean, it was such a, a, a road back to just being a, a, you know being able to function on my own but then also trying to remember who am I and 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 how do I relate to this person that I am now and there was so much confusion and mourning but then as you mentioned uh as you were mentioning um basically how do I readjust to what the what reality is now the new normal and how do i redefine my goals and my passions and my dreams to what i can do now and sometimes just like with athletics um 
when you're even if you're able to get back into it over time, you've lost those years. So either you're no longer in the running or you're just never going to be where you would have been had you not had to stop for a decade or whatever. Um, so it's how can I redefine my role in this, in, again, in, in what my passion and my talents are in, you know, what, where I am, where I'm, what I'm supposed to do on this planet. How can I now serve this? dream, this passion of mine, my talents. So often it's a matter of become, finding out what else that we can do and then getting back into that, that um, mindset of peak performance. Okay, how do we now create that same momentum, that same motivation? How do we now take that process of mastery and excellence and apply it in a different, you know, take a different path in that same field that we love so much. So um, I'm, I'm curious, Pam, um, with, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, well, on how we get ourselves back on track? Back on track. Well, I think, um, Jan, I think, and, and Trisha mentioned a little bit of this, but I think it's, 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 I, I think the, the best way to be resilient is to develop resiliency. Mm-hmm. I, I think when we look at most people who we find are resilient, who bounce back, there is already in them a practice of who they are at a bigger level at a higher level you know so resilient people they know the difference between who they are at their core and what it is that they're do what what they're what it is that they're doing so what what's the the difference between who they are and what the cause is of what's holding them back at that particular moment so when we can tap into who we really are at the core then we can come back and do as you said um jan redefine what our passions are or what it is that we want to do. And a lot of times that coming back is because of that tribe that we've built. So we have people around us who can remind us consistently of who we are at our core, that we aren't just that athlete, that, um, that runner who fell and, 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 you know, broke their leg or, or, and, and, and can't come back again. There's more to that person than just that one ability that they have. So knowing that, having people around you that can support you in a positive way, even when there are these temporary setbacks, it's being aware and practicing acceptance as to what it is. You know, life brings us lots of great situations, lots of great opportunities to celebrate our peak performance. But there's also always those times that we have in our life that are those temporary setbacks. Once we learn to accept those temporary setbacks and know that, that, that those high times, those peak performances are there, that we are capable of them in many different instances, we create that acceptance around that temporary setback, that thing that happened that brought us down, then work towards that again. So practicing acceptance that it is what it is, that it isn't all of who we are, and that there are greater opportunities for us and that we don't have all the answers all the time. And I think the big thing is that we, people who can practice resiliency and can get back at peak performance, they consider all the possibilities. They see the situation as not a problem. I didn't, you know, I didn't just, I didn't just fall down and break my leg. There's a possibility in this. What more am I and what more can I bring? So there's lots of opportunities in every situation that we have, even in those times that bring us down when we aren't maximizing our peak performance. It may be just that. You know, I know for myself, when I'm not at my peak performance, when I find I go, and I've done, I've, I've, I do a lot of speaking engagements or I do the retreats or I'm working with corporations and, and their executive leaders. If I haven't shown up, I consider it a, um, an opportunity 
for me to step back and look at what works and what doesn't work, what didn't work in that situation. Mm-hmm. Where's the possibility in learning from that to create a better better me or a better opportunity for me to go out there again and reach that peak, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is so part of, you know, what, what people often refer to as a success formula. And it's that what we were talking about before when you're, 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 uh, you're, you're, you have this awareness of what you're doing and, okay, so uh, like you said, it's a fantastic learning uh, opportunity. Rather than say, ah, oh, I didn't do that the way I wanted, it's, it's like, okay, um, I see something that I can tweak and even improve upon. And how do I go about doing that for next time? But it's so important that if we're in the middle of a performance, which is being up and doing the, the speaking, um, you don't at that time get all of a sudden get yourself mentally lost. So there, there you would be losing your focus and saying, oh, gosh, I did this wrong, and then sort of be stuck back there when you're not in the moment. So it's, mm-hmm. as you're saying, you take that, you p- sort of put it aside. Either you have a recording or you just know. You sort of make a quick note while you're going on so that you're constantly in the moment. But it is, it, it's looking at it, realizing these are always great learning opportunities, and that is how that's part of the process um, in, 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 in peak performance. You know, it's interesting. Um, I've heard, I think her name is J.K. Rowling, the, the one who wrote the Harry Potter books. Um, mm-hmm. she, she had, in an interview with her, she had said that um, she, I think most people know her story, that she had been before the books came out, um, she felt that she had reached rock bottom. She she was divorced. She was a single mother. She had she was on public assistance, and I think there were more things going on. And um, she said the gift of finding herself at at rock bottom was that she realized it gave her almost more courage because she realized okay, basically, um, you know, I'm here. And I'm still alive, and I still have my faculties. And so it gave her courage to to continue to try because she didn't worry anymore about what could happen if it had happened. And she was still there, and it gave her courage to move forward. She realized, well, anywhere from here is up. So in that sense, uh, sometimes when some, sometimes people might find themselves um, when they're when things they feel like they've lost everything, and yes, you go through this mourning of oh my god, and you might beat yourself up, but then people may discover a strength they never knew they had, an inner strength that gives them um, that they can they can be, you know become incredibly resilient, or they may find themselves uh, you know it adds to their possibility to be resilient, and it it gives them. Uh, maybe some some um, attributes they never felt that they they were aware of or that they had before. It helps them develop them, like strength, like um, uh, confidence in themselves, and even compassion to for other people who may be going through through uh, tough times. But um, you know, I'm just curious what what the both of you have you know think about this possibility of the development of attributes or strength and we've by the way we have discussed in a previous think tank we did a previous think think tank all about resilience so if you if you look uh if you go onto blog talk radio and you um you search for think tank and resilience you'll find a show where we really discuss it at length um, but anyway, um, I'm, I'm curious to what the both of you hap- happen to think quickly or if you have any quick thoughts about uh, how hitting rock bottom can actually help build strength and confidence. 
I think a couple of things that both you ladies said that really jumped out to me is the idea of being able to almost kind of take a step back and hit that reset button and reevaluate from that space of, okay, kind of now what, you know, but also giving your time, like you said, Jen, it is, you know, it is that like grieving process of, okay, maybe your identity was tied up in, you know, in something that you you really excelled in and you felt like that, that was what you were meant to do forever. And then you hit a place where it's like, okay, well, that's not, I've got to find my new normal. Like, you know, what is it now? Kind of that redefining what is important to you and what you want to focus on and making that choice. Um, and you both mentioned this idea of seeing the opportunity, and as difficult as it is, you know, and I know that that whole kind of grieving process does take time, but then getting to that place where you do see, or you ask yourself those empowering questions, you ask yourself, okay, what is the opportunity here? And then that's where the compassion, like you mentioned, Jan, comes in. And, you know, how can I use this to maybe connect, on a deeper level with other people or maybe even take it a step further and help others who may be going through something similar or even reach out to other people and make those connections that you may not have otherwise made. So there's just so many different things that go into that. Um, And there's also in that whole process kind of to dissect that a a little bit, there's like the four A's that that I always go back to whenever something, you know, when it's time to kind of hit that reset button. And it's the four A's are the awareness. So that's just basically asking yourself, okay, where am I? What is, you know, what is going on right now? And then when you answer that question, it's the acknowledgement. Okay, so this is what it is. This happened. Uh, We can't go back and and change, you know, go back in time. Um, And then getting to that place of acceptance, not necessarily being happy, you know, about where you are, but just accepting that this is, this is what it is, and this is where you are, and then deciding at that point, and then you know, going through that whole grieving process, and maybe spending some time just sitting in that, and and being okay with processing those emotions and the thoughts and the feelings, um, and then when you're ready, moving into that fourth A, which is then taking some kind of action, even if that's just internal action, you know, like asking yourself those questions or whatever it is, and to the point where you're ready to now um, do something different or start to move forward. Absolutely, that's so, I'm, that's so great. I love the way you um, describe the you know the, the the four A's. That is because so often people talk about acceptance and talking about acknowledgement uh, as mm-hmm. a step actually before total acceptance. And and one of the actions that that um, that I that can be taken and I think is so important in in redirecting this and getting back on track is self compassion and that can be the action it can be that that action um you know as you mentioned it can be a, a very small action as maybe just you know moving forward in whatever way and sometimes it's about self-compassion because people who who really strive for peak performance and excellence have such a high bar that they set for themselves um you know i don't mean to cut cut anybody off or cut you off Pam but I'm just um I I'm looking at the time and I realize we are just about out of time. So um you know I'd like to thank my two very 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 talented co-hosts Sharissa Sebastian and Pamela Miller for their insightful participation in today's show. Peak performance in whatever one does is about mastery. And what is a master? It's someone who lives by a unique process and has the desire to continually learn, grow, and develop into the very best they can be, even if they have embarked on a new and different path. It's about a process by which one is constantly committed, present in the moment, fully aware, and aligned with one's passion. It's about focusing on the process and not on the result. It's about readjusting when necessary and staying focused on the goal, even if that goal has changed or been redirected. Now, I've got actually two quotes today. Um, There is no greatness without a passion to be great, whether it's the aspiration of an athlete or an artist, a scientist, a parent, or a business person. And that's from Tony Robbins. And with everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. And that's from the great Wayne Dyer. 
So I'm Jan Jaffe of Forward to Success, and it's been my privilege to have been your host today. I'd love to speak with you, so please contact me for a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session or with any questions or comments. You can reach me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. I also want to remind our listeners that you're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, lifecoachradionetworks.com. I also host my own solo interview show, In-Depth with Jan Jaffe, on this, the Life Coach Radio Network. Sharissa, do you have any closing thoughts and contact information you'd like to share? I do. Thanks, Jen. So my quote for today is from Brian Tracy, and he says that peak performance begins with you taking complete responsibility for your life and everything that happens to you. So I thought that was interesting. And I actually want to uh, give a a second your recommendation for the book Radical Acceptance by uh, Tara Brock. I know you recommended the the audio book, and I think it's that's fantastic because I'm actually in the middle of reading that book right now, and it's very good. <laughs> so I want to recommend that book. Um, and if anyone would like to get in touch with me, you're free to check out my website at sharissasebastian.com. And I also have a group for um, all the career women out there who would like some additional um, support and just be in kind of a tribe of supportive women. And you can find that group by going to facebook.com slash group slash confident career club. Thank you so much, uh, ladies. As always, I learned so much from uh, from being on the show. Thank you both. Oh, thank you, Sharissa. It's always such a pleasure to to have to work with you and have you on the show. And I always learn. I too, I learn so much uh, when I'm on the show. So thank you. Um, and how about you, Pam? Any thoughts and yeah. contact information you'd like to share? Well, I think yes. Thank you, Jan. And and first, I'd just like to say thank you both for inviting me today. It's been a very a big pleasure being being here, and enjoyed it very much. Um, I I think my big takeaway and what I'd like to leave is that um, being at peak performance is not something that you just do. It's something that you create, that you build up to. So it takes practice and and it takes awareness. So I encourage. Um, everyone to start building a practice around peak performance and developing the skills to be at peak performance and especially developing the skills at resilience. In this day and age, we need to be more resilient now than ever before in this world that's more complicated and, and um, has full of opportunity more so than any other time. So, and um, again, I can be reached at uh, Pamela Miller at leadtosuccess.com and at Pamela at cultureshift.com. I work very much, I like to work with women who are creating opportunities for themselves to be more authentic. I have a passion for women leadership, knowing that our biggest opportunity in the world today is the untapped power of women and children. So I would also like to leave with with a book that I just finished that I think is really good, and it's by Tara Moore. And it's playing big, and it's the practical wisdom for women who want to speak up, create, and lead. It's a powerful book, um, and I highly recommend it. So thank you, Jan, for inviting me. Oh, thank you so much, Pam. You know, it's it's. Uh, I'm 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 really actually very interested in looking into that book. So thank you so much, and it has been such a pleasure to have you here with us today. I hope you'll join us again. So I want to remind our listeners that for all of the hosts, contact and bio information is listed in the show description. We have some upcoming shows on this, the Life Coach Radio Network. On September 8th at 10 a.m., Dr. Nikki Tobias on vulnerability. On September 9th at 3 p.m., A Leap of Faith with Amy Kemp. On September 12th at 12 p.m., Leap. Changing Direction Mid-Flight with Mindset Coach Errol McLendon on September 21st at 12 p.m. In-Depth with Jan Jaffe, I interview Holland Haif. 
And on September 28th at 12 p.m., we have another episode of Think Tank. So please join us again. We'd love to have you here as our listening audience. So huge thanks again to my two wonderful co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian and Pamela Miller, for joining me today and making this show a really very special one. Thank you for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.